I think it's important to always set goals. I feel like you should always be reaching towards something. Yeah. Or like, what are you doing in your life if you you are just moving forward without any aim? Mm-hmm. I feel like the goals really help you to to have an aim and to have a focus of where you're going. Let's make green together. Let's make green together. Let's make green together. Let's make What's up, guys? Welcome to Black and Brown Make Green. I am Natasha, and I am joined by my co-host and husband, Damien. Damien, say hello to the peeps. Hey, everybody. We are getting close to the end of 2021, and this will be our final episode for this year. We thought it would be great to end this year by talking about setting goals. A lot of people like to reflect at the end of the year, to think about goals for the new year. And today we want to chat about how do you set goals and achieve them? Because a lot of times we'll set these goals and not actually make them happen. And so we want to make sure that we are setting goals that are actually achievable. But before we do that, we want to remind you that we are providing information, not advice. If you want specific advice for your situation, we do recommend you meet with a certified financial planner. Although today we're not talking too much about finances. It's really about just setting goals, which could be around finances or could be around other things in your life. So, Damien, let's just jump right in. How do you set goals? All right. Yeah, I mean, whenever you first brought this topic up, I thought back and I thought about all the goals that I've set in my life since I've been an adult and how that's changed over time. And it has changed quite drastically. And I realized that back in the day, I used to not actually set goals. I would set out my hopes and dreams and Hope I could will my hopes and dreams into fruition. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I, I, I think it's because I would see that light at the end of the tunnel and want that thing at the very end, and I couldn't find a way to make those things happen. So give me an example. What was an example of a goal that you had set back then, which was really just a dream? Okay. One of them was to, uh, to release a CD, right? Work on my music stuff. Uh, which is, you know, it's a hobby for me, mm-hmm. but I wanted to eventually release enough material to make an album, a full album, you know. Okay. 12 tracks worth of music, original music, mm-hmm. and uh, and release it. And that was that was a big hope and dream, a big pipe dream for me. And it never got done. It never got done. And, and I think one of the reasons why is because I didn't start to break it down into actionable steps. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that over time... When I did start to uh, achieve my goals, not my hopes and dreams, when I started achieving goals, I would decompose them into smaller and smaller and smaller chunks. And then I could, you know, check off those individual items and march towards that end. And then I'd start finishing them and completing them. Yeah, I think it's really important that you said that because I think a lot of us do that. We set these dreams. We think we're setting goals when really we just thrown out some pipe dreams. Yeah. And and I'm guilty of that as well. And I'm going to talk a little bit differently about mine, though. So the way that I used to approach setting goals is that I was a yearly goal setter. Mm -hmm. And so at the beginning of every new year, I'd be writing my goals, getting my goals written out. Right. And 
sometimes that was restrictive because then I'd get into June and I'm like, oh, I need to set a new goal. Oh, I got to wait until <laughs> I got to wait until January <laughs> because I'm that type of person that sometimes I can be so black and white. Like there's no gray area. Right. It's like, wait, it's it's not it's not December. It's not time to set goals for the new year. And and that can get you into trouble as well. And so I've had to shift in the way that I set goals because now it's like, okay, I need to set goals whenever a goal needs to be set. Mm -hmm. So if that is in January, then I set my goals in January. If that is in October, then I set the goal in October. And so for me, I had to shift my thinking in when do you set goals? Well, you set goals when you've achieved the ones that you were working towards. Right. And then it's time to set new ones. And so that's kind of how my goal setting has shifted over time. But also like you, my goals used to be pipe dreams as well. And I'm a notes app person. Like I love the notes app. And so before we recorded this episode, I opened my notes app and I searched for goals because every year, like I said, I used to put my goals into my notes app and mine go back to 2017. And in 2017, I had this long list of quote unquote goals. <laughs> <laughs> and some of the goals I'm going to read them to you were pay off furniture, pay off truck, save for Isaiah's college fund, save for house repairs, save for windows. It was this whole list of like things I hoped would happen. Yeah. But it was not very specific. Right. I mean, pay off furniture. Okay. When? Like in one year or in 10 years? Mm -hmm. Pay off truck. Again, in one year or in three years, yeah. it was just this list of things that I wanted to do at some point, yeah. but it wasn't very clear. And, and that is an example of how my goals were also really just pipe dreams. They weren't specific goals. And, and so let's talk a little bit about goals versus pipe dreams. Yeah. What do you think I, the difference is between a goal and a pipe dream? So for me, a goal is more specific and it has action behind it. Okay. Versus a pipe dream, that's just a hope. It's yeah. a wish. So I'll give you an example. And this is probably one that other people have had at times before too. Mm -hmm. So a hope or a pipe dream is, I want to lose weight. Right. Previously, I probably would have thought that was a goal. I probably had it written down on one of those years in my notes app as a goal. But I want to lose weight is not a goal. It's just like, okay, we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But to shift that into a goal, I have to get specific about how I'm going to actually achieve that goal. Right. So if it was a goal, it would sound more like I want to lose 15 pounds in three months and I'm going to do that by eating more of a plant based diet. I'm only going to eat meat two times out of the week mm -hmm. or I'm only going to eat 1500 calories per day. I'm going to work out three times a week. That's a goal. Like it right. has specificity behind it besides just saying, I want to go fly to the moon. Yeah. Like my goals used to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I would say a goal is just a dream until you put action behind it. Okay. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. What about for you? Do you have anything to add to that about like goals versus pipe dreams? Because I know you said your goals used to be kind of pipe dreams. Yeah, I do. So... I was thinking of a story to tell about how I envision goals now mm -hmm. versus how I used to back then. Uh, when I was younger, I would think of a goal as a trip, for example. Hey, let's go to Denver, Natasha. And that's my goal, right? 
let's go to Denver. Mm-hmm. That's my goal. Let's make it to Denver. And that's it. That's where it stops. Mm-hmm. And now, as I've gotten older, I'm like, let's go to Denver. Let's drive for four hours. Let's stop for lunch. Let's drive for another 45 minutes. Let's stop here at this location. Let's stop at this gas station. Let's refill. Let's grab a snack. Let's continue for another two hours. Let's eat lunch. Let's stop in Marfa, Texas on the way to Denver. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all down the way. And that's how that's how my goals have become. You know, like you take this long stretch of road and you just chunk it up into individual steps steps that you can you can achieve and you can make progress on because there's like this psychological trick to completing your goals and marking them off and mm-hmm. seeing yourself finish something. And I realized that, you know, like as I started decomposing my my goals in quotes. Mm-hmm. As I started decomposing them, I realized, oh, I can actually get these things done. And when I do, it feels really good. Yeah. So what I hear is that you had a plan. Yeah. So as opposed to you just had an idea, you actually had a plan of how to make that idea happen. Right. And that's real important when it comes to setting goals. You have to have that plan to get it rolling. Yeah. And and there are some other things that you have to do also to make sure you can reach those goals and to stay on track to reaching those goals. And let's talk a little bit about that, Damien. So what are some of the other things besides breaking it down into steps like you just mentioned? What are some of the other things you can do to make sure you achieve your goals? Okay, yeah, I think one of the things that uh, comes to mind is something that I actually saw you do, and that's to get an accountability partner. Uh, Natasha has two women that she meets with regularly to make sure that the projects that they're working on, their ideas, uh, that they're all on track and that they have someone to, like a trusted person that you can bounce ideas off of. And basically it serves as course correction for them with their, with their goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, another, another couple of things that I can think of off the top of my head are you can get organized and stay organized. You can be systematic about achieving your goals. And like I said earlier, to you know, one of the ways to do that is to break them down into, into smaller steps. And by getting organized, what I mean is I think back to how I used to do things in the past, and I'd write you know, a, a set of two goals on a sticky note. Do this thing A, do this thing B. And then I'd put it on my computer, my desk. And then later, I'd be somewhere else, and I'd be like, oh, I need to get this thing done. Mm-hmm. So I'd write it down on a piece of paper. And then I'd fold the piece of paper and stick it in my book and let it be my bookmark. And, you know, I just had these, all my, all my goals kind of sprawling all over the place. It was incoherent. And, you know, I could never get anything done because I always forget what, what I'm actually doing, right? Mm-hmm. I think that organization piece can go not just into like where you write your goals down, but in uh, to other areas of your life as well. Because I feel like once I became organized in other areas of my life, then it made it easier for me to be able to focus on achieving my goals. And and I'll explain that a little bit more. So one of the areas where it was kind of in a disarray at one point was the kitchen. Yeah. And there were just things didn't have a a specific place where it went. And, you know, I'd have this drawer and that turned into a junk drawer and this cabinet that turned into a junk cabinet. Just things weren't very 
well organized. And like, for instance, I have like containers for all my different food, but they were all different sizes. Mm -hmm. They didn't nest together well into the cabinet. And one day I just decided, you know what, I'm going to buy whatever I need to buy to make this easier, to get it more organized. So everything is going to stack nice and neatly inside of these cabinets and inside of these drawers. Yeah. Because we, we don't have a large kitchen. It's a small amount of space and you have to be aware of how you're going to use that space and maximize that space right. and getting organized in the kitchen means it's easier when I unload the dishwasher and put the dishes away. Right. It's easier when I get ready to cook a meal because when I look at my pantry now, things are organized by row. Like I have all canned goods in this area, mm. all uh, dry goods like rice and all these things in their separate containers that are labeled on a certain row. And so it's much easier to navigate the kitchen because I'm organized. Right. And that plays into being able to reach other goals because I'm not wasting so much time trying to find things in the kitchen, yeah. trying to put things away in the kitchen. And I'm getting back time because I have that organization in place. Yeah. And also you save money because you're more likely to cook because it's not such a hassle. Yeah. And then another area of organization that I've struggled with in the past was on a computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think for a lot of us, we came into this realm of having to get organized on a computer when we, we didn't really know how to do that, how to create folders and and just develop a system, right? Yeah. And, and so it, it kind of plays into what you're talking about being systematic. Yeah. For me, being systematic is like having a specific way of doing things repeatedly. Right. And so when it comes to like organizing on the computer, I can think of my finances. I would have receipts for my health care mm -hmm. just saved randomly on the desktop. Receipts for when I've gone out shopping, say randomly. I'd have my budget saved in some random folder. Yeah. House expenses in another folder. And... So when I when we were able to work together and figure out a system of how to save documents onto the computer, mm -hmm. that helps as well. So if I'm looking for a document when I'm going to pay for our yearly taxes, right. I can easily find that. Yeah, and you know exactly where it is, even if I put it there. Yeah, or if I want to look back and see what was our budget last year like compared to this year, yeah. there's a specific folder for that. So I can see, are we spending more than we did last year? Where do we need to make some adjustments? I can easily go and find that. So right. that organization piece, I think if you get organized in multiple areas of your life, it really will uh, be a catalyst to help you with reaching your goals as well. Right. Because it, it's a it's a meta problem, right? Like it's not something that you say this year, I'm going to become more organized with my file structure on my computer. Yeah. It's, you know, like who cares? You need to be able to do that in order to achieve your goals. And you don't really think about it. You know, it just should be something that's inherent to the problem that you do mm -hmm. and if you if you have those skills it reduces the friction so that you can actually get your things done yeah and so it might seem strange that we're talking about setting goals on a finance podcast mm -hmm. <laughs> but it really does make things easier for you to be able to actually set any to achieve any goals that you set right yeah and i think that you know it it, it really makes a lot of sense to me because we plan and we say, you know, in one year, we're going to do this. In two years, we're going to do this. In three years, we're going to do this. And we're always trying to be very intentional. We we reevaluate to make sure that we're still, you know, the same mind frame or still on track or whatever. Mm -hmm. But 
like that's part of that's part of the process is you have to start setting the goals for your finances in order to get ahead. Yeah. And another way you've talked about getting organized and being systematic. I think another way to make sure you reach your goals it is, is to set smart goals. And I mentioned smart goals to you a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I never and heard I was, of it. Yeah, I was surprised that you had never heard of it because it's something that I learned when I was an educator. <laughs> and so I just thought that it was something that people use across all corporate offices and things like that. So it was interesting that you hadn't heard of it. So I do want to talk about SMART goals and how they can help you. Uh, SMART is an acronym. The S stands for specific. So when you create a goal, you want to make sure that it is specific. It defines in detail what you want to do. So earlier, I, I talked about losing weight. So that wasn't very specific, but by shifting that into, I want to lose 15 pounds, that's very specific. Right. And then it needs to be measurable. You need to have a way to track that you're on progress towards your goal. Mm -hmm. Well, going back to the losing weight example, like I want to lose 15 pounds. I can track that I'm losing one pound per week. Right. That's breaking it down, making it more measurable and then attainable. Is it achievable? Is this something that I can actually do 15 pounds in three months? That's one pound a week, and that should be doable. One yeah. pound is something that's reasonable to to lose without being doing something that's going to harm your body. Right. And then is it realistic? Is it something that you can actually do, and is it achievable within your time frame? Right. And like I mentioned before, 15 pounds, three months, that's about a pound a week. That's reasonable. It's realistic. And then the T is for time-bound. You put a time frame of when you want to achieve that goal. Yeah, that's the thing that I realized that mine, my initial hopes and dreams lacked mm-hmm. was that time bound. Yeah, I think a lot of mine lacked that as well <laughs> because I look back on my notes and I see in 2017, uh, save for Isaiah's college fund. Mm-hmm. And then I fast forward to 2019 and it's like open a 529 account for Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the same thing. Yeah. It starts to get a little more specific, though. <laughs> yeah. So I still hadn't saved for his college fund. Yeah. And we eventually did turn that into a smart goal. And it was like, okay, we're going to save $10,000 towards Isaiah's college fund. We will open it, open a 529 account. And by the end of June 2021, mm-hmm. we'll contribute this amount. The way we're going to contribute is by selling stocks that we earn from the company, RSUs that are granted, and then we will contribute until we get to that $10,000 mark. Right. So we broke it down into a more specific way to do it. And then uh, we also started to invest like $200 per month towards it. Right. So in addition to like being able to sell those stocks, we were progressing towards the goal when we didn't have access to selling that by putting $200 per, n- per month until we got to that goal of, of $10,000 in his account. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because like when you start setting goals, they're all very broad at first, right? Mm-hmm. But then you start to kind of, you start to break it down and you put on a different hat and you're like, okay, I need to do this one thing and I need to do it by this time frame. And then that kind of unlocks a few a few things in your brain because you're like, okay, I need these other things too. Mm-hmm. And then you find that you're coming up with a good plan, a good plan of action. Yeah. And that's important for for your life and for your finances as well. Mm-hmm. So we ta- we've talked before about how we want to be financially independent, but that's just a pipe dream if we don't put a specific action behind it. Right. And so what we have done is we talked about maxing out our 401k account and so we're doing that and then we've talked about doing a backdoor Roth IRA 
or mega backdoor Roth IRA rather. Right. And so we have set that up and we're contributing to that. And then we are contributing to uh, an investment account. So we contribute regular to regularly to that. And so it's not just this pipe dream anymore of reaching financial independence. It's here are the steps that we're going to do to achieve this goal. This is the timeline based on projections of what our money should be able to make of when we might reach that goal. Right. So, you know, luckily we have been able to shift to be more specific over time so that we're able to achieve more of those goals that we have been trying to set for years. Right. So, Natasha, can you tell us what one of your goals is at this time? One of my goals is to complete this course. I am working on becoming a certified financial education instructor. And so that's part of the reason why this is the last episode for this year is because I need some time to fully devote to that. Right. And so within the next six weeks, I want to be able to complete that course. And the course is broken out down into to modules. And I, I can't remember off the top of my head exactly how many modules there are left, but I think it's maybe five or six modules. Mm -hmm. And so I'll have six weeks from now until the end of the year. And so my goal will be to complete one module per week so that I can try to complete the course and complete my certification for that. So that's one of the goals I'm currently working on. Nice. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say one of mine, too. Yeah. Actually, I'll say two. Okay. Because I have two. Uh, one of them is to rebuild the vocal chains for the podcast. Mm -hmm. And what that means is... You know, I, I do a little bit of uh, mixing for our voices to make sure that it sounds good. Mm -hmm. I need to redo that. And I plan on doing it during our, our break. So, I, you know, I've given myself a month to, to do this. I need to figure out what software I need. I need to figure out how to use it. I need to, to figure out how it works with what we have currently. Mm -hmm. And then I need to make it. I need to actually do it. So you've got a plan in order to reach that goal, though. I don't necessarily have a plan yet because I have a little bit of learning to do mm -hmm. before I can actually create a plan. But you have an idea because you listed several idea. steps of like, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this, versus just that one big overarching goal of I need to fix the vocal chains. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I guess in that sense, I do have a plan, but my plan involves learning and uncertainty. So. Yeah. I can't exactly say for sure. Another one is I'm going to remake the website for the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I've already started on that. Uh, and I hope to do that within the month as well. So uh, dur during our break. Yeah. I think it's important to always set goals. I feel like you should always be reaching towards something. Yeah. Or like, what are you doing in your life if you, you are just moving forward without any aim? Mm -hmm. I feel like the goals really help you to to have an aim and to have a focus of where you're going. So I'm, I'm all about goal setting. Right. And then the one last thing I wanted to say about goal setting and, and making sure that you're able to achieve your goals is to plan for when things will inevitably go wrong mm -hmm. because things will go wrong. You will get off track and then you have to be able to recover from that. And my example is related to food. It's not related to finances, but right. you know, this is about how to set goals and make sure you achieve them. You can apply this concept to, to anything that you're trying to set a goal on. Right. And so one of our goals for 2019 was to order out food no more than two times per week. And within that goal, I put the exclusion of holidays and travel. Because when you mm -hmm. are traveling, 
going out of town, you know you're going to be stopping eating out on the way just because it's easier. You don't want to be packing lunches all the time or being able to make something and take it with you. And then also for holidays, sometimes you just want to kind of relax and you want to take it easy. And so whenever you are creating your goals, I think it's important to kind of build in the expectation that something might go wrong. Yeah. And if you talk, if you go back to what you're talking about earlier with the smart goals, Mm -hmm. that's the thing that makes it realistic. Right. Yeah. You have to be realistic with yourself and your situation. Exactly. Because it's not realistic that we're always going to cook food every single day. Yeah. It's not even realistic that we're only going to do it, eat out two times a week. Sometimes, sometimes it's going to be four times a week. And so you have to plan for that and be aware of, yes, you're going to get off track sometimes and don't let that stop you. Yeah. Don't let that be like, oh, well, you know, I, I, we ate out four times this week, so might as well just keep doing it next week and the next week and the next week. You yeah. don't want to fall off the bandwagon completely. Yeah, it's like when you're driving on the highway to, you know, going to Denver and you kind of go off the, the highway and you get that bumpy part. Yeah. And like, you know, and it shocks you into back into going straight. Yeah. Yeah, let, you let it shock you back into going straight. Exactly. <laughs> you don't want to go off into the ditch. Get yeah. back on the road. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, So I think today we've talked a lot about how to set goals, how to make sure you achieve those goals, the importance of getting organized to achieve the goals. Was there anything else that you think we need to say about setting goals, Damien? No, I really liked the the SMART goals. Uh, You know, we're going to have it in the show notes. So you should really look back at that if you've never heard heard of it before like me. Uh, That was kind of enlightening to me because it gives you a word that anchors you know, the ways to get things done very easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, smart goals are, are the way to go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend. Join us for the next one and let's make green together. Let's make green together. Let's make green together. Let's make green together. Let's make green together